reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Let's put our hands together for our brother from the faithful zone, Samuel Amponsa, to tell us what God has done for him. Hallelujah. My name is Samuel Amponsa from Faithful Zone. I joined the church in October 2014. And ever since, you know, I've, I've tried to flow with whatever is going on in the church. I graduated, I went to the Shepherd's Training School. And I graduated as a Basel Shepherd. Uh, it started in when we were about to have an Art of Shepherding conference some time ago. And due to my work shadows, I have to find a way and tell my boss because it was during the week. So I informed my boss about it, that we were having a conference. And it was like, which type of conference that in church that we have to come during the week? This was I'm supposed to be at work. And I said, oh. We have two sessions whereby I have to come in the morning and evening. So I'll come to work and in the afternoon I'll come. And he said, no, 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 no. Because of have security reasons. I have to be at work before we close. And I said, okay, then I'll come for the morning session one. Then later in the afternoon, I'll come to work. So she said, okay, fine. When the time comes, we'll talk about it. So the day they came, fortunately he traveled. So the first day... I couldn't come for the conference. So the following day, I have to call him on his phone and inform him in the morning that I'm coming for the conference. But the line did not go through. So I have to send a text message. So no response. So I came to the conference that very morning. And Bishop Ogo preached very well that very morning. So after he finished preaching, I left for work. So when I got to work, I went straight to my boss's office and I greeted him in my out of Shepherding Conference, uh, Lacoste and Tag, you know, and he was like, I'm giving, come and see, I'm even writing a query letter for you, so why are you at post this morning? I said, boss, I told you earlier when I'll be going for a conference, and he said, I've forgotten about it, so I'm even giving a query, I'm about to print the letter for you, so I have to explain to him, and he took his phone, and he saw the message, and he said, okay, then, go. That's all. So I couldn't get a query letter again. And that was it. And he allowed me to come for the remaining of the conference. So, after that, this very recently, we were going for the camping at Mampon because of the previous experience. You know, it was very difficult for me to inform my boss that we were going for a camp. <laughs> so, I eventually have to find a way and maneuver and tell him. So, what happened was I decided to write officially to him that I'm going for a conference. So the very Monday, a week before the conference, I prepared my letter down the weekend and planned to give it to him on Monday. 
So I knew there would be somebody to cover up for me when I'm going. So that very day, afternoon, the person who is supposed to cover for me at work was also resigning. I was already giving a letter to my boss that he's resigning from the job because of this same chance to go out or to go on an emergency or leave work or ask for excuses. So there was no go area for it to go and ask for permission to go anywhere. So I was like, what? There is no chance for me. So I just have to pray that anyhow it's going to happen. I have to find a way. So I just have to give the letter to my boss. Because the letter was ready. So I gave the letter to my boss on Monday. So after three days, no response. So fortunately, the wife came around, which is our managing director. And I confronted and told the mommy, I've given a letter to my boss, which is her husband. And I've not got any response. And she told me, oh, we spoke about it. He told me about it. And I have volunteered to cover up for you. So at that very moment, I knew that was my miracle. Because there was no chance for me. So I thank God for that and eventually went for the camp. And we came back. So... On Tuesday evening, Bishop was preaching about this uh, uh, establishment, and I knew very well, as Bishop was preaching, I know it was about me. Because to be established in any field, you know, we need the word of knowledge and wisdom to take some certain decisions. Because this very guy who resigned from our workplace, we all do the same work, you know, we all are the same post, you know what he do, I know what he does at work. And he was able to resign, it could be me. I knew it could be me, but it's by the grace that because I was established in the, in the Lord and in church, the grace and favor was upon me that I was able to maneuver through all the challenges. So I'm encouraging everybody that no matter what your situation, no matter what tight shadows, you know, please try and get involved in whatever is going on in the church, especially the midweek services and whatever will be in the church. Thank you very much. Cause they don't really 
that say God who is willing to help them but the Lord that don't know that he cares and he will take them through the darkest night how will they find out there's a God above who really understands he can heal broken hearts if they only give him a chance we must go I must go and never
for instruction to turn our lives around. Let the service bring a great blessing into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. You are welcome to church today. I want us to clap our hands again for the choir. Powerful. It's going to be one of the best choirs in the entire nation. And God is going to bless each and every one of you in the choir. Amen. You will find what you are looking for. And you'll be where God wants you to be. And as we also join to serve the Lord, God will bless us. Today is a very special day. And I want to wish all fathers a happy Father's Day. All the gentlemen a happy Father's Day. And I pray that we will continue to build the church. A house with a father in it is different from a house with no father in it. Yes. Don't try it. There are some things when you watch on television, they say don't try this at home. Don't try a home without a father. Even if he doesn't work, all he does is to read newspapers and, and stick Luto. Once his body is in the house, it's a different environment. <laughs> but you may never know. So we want to celebrate all fathers who are in this house. And we thank God for your life, for your contribution. We thank God for the input you make in different ways. This church, this house is the way it is because of your involvement in any way. It makes a big difference. So may God give us more strength to serve him as the years come to pass. Amen. I'm sharing this. Are you here? I'm sharing with you this morning from chapter one of this book, The Mega Church. And it's about the church. It's not about your business. It's not about your marriage. It's about the church. And God wants you to join to build the church. And uh, this morning, I'm continuing from where I left off last week. I'm trying to give you 25 reasons why you must join to build the mega church. And today I'm giving reason number five. Reason number five. Reason number five. 
why you should join to build the mega church. And it is this. Joining to build the mega church is the will of God for your life. It is the will of God for your life. Say the will of God. Everyone who walks with God should know that there is something called the will of God. The will of God. The will of God is the best thing to happen to you. Hey, you will not even get. It's an onapos. To be in the will of God. Hey. I mean, actually, to be in the will of God is like being in heaven. I'll say it again. Daddy, can you hear me well? I said that to be in the will of God. If you find yourself in the will of God, you don't even need to go to heaven. You are in in heaven already. And if you are not in the will of God, you are in hell. There is something called the will of God. The will of God for your marriage. The six girls, which one should you marry? And what did you use to choose Eva? Because there is a will of God for your marriage. There is a will of God for your job. Some of us, where we are working, it's not the will of God for us. There is something called, you know, like the, there's something called a car, there's something called a shirt. There's also something called the will of God. And Jesus told the disciples that one of the pillars of your prayer life should be to pray that God's will is done in your life on earth as it is in heaven. That's why I said if you find yourself in the will of God, it is heaven on earth. 
You need to know the will of God for your life. Many people are not in the will of God for their lives. It's not the will of God that you should marry this person. It's not the will of God that you should work in this office. It's not the will of God that you should go to this school. Some of you have got three children. It's not the will. Of, it may not be the will of God for you to have three children. Yeah, His will may be that you have seven children. I don't. Know. I don't know myself. I mean, no, but who told you three is a lucky number? <laughs> oh, oh, His will is that you have two children. And you did not seek his will. And you are going to give birth to a third Kofi Barboni. Hmm. Look, most people are not in the will of God. And when you are not in the will of God, you suffer. You suffer. That is why there is a, there is a book. How to be in the perfect will of God. It's a very important book. Even, even the art of hearing. This book, the art of hearing. You need to hear the, 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 the voice of God. You need to hear the guidance of God. So, many people, it is possible that even in my life, there are some areas of my life I may not be in the will of God. So, every day, we pray, Lord, let your will be done. So when you pray such prayers, it blocks some things in your life. And blocks something in your life. Before you know you are, you are forced to go this way, which is the will of God. And I'm saying it again. Most of us here, thousands of us here, You may not be in the will of God for your life. So for you, sisu die biom, don pimu a yeshia wo hey, dudwana na enante nyankopon epemu. And it must concern you. And esese ya wase mihia. But I will say something in your favor. Na make bibi amao. It is not easy to find the will of God for your life. Se wo be hunya me pe ena form. To find the man you must marry. To find the woman you must marry. God's will for the woman you must marry. Your marriage. That is how come a man can marry a woman and after two years call her a witch. If, if, if a man can all, among all the women in the world locate a witch to marry 
then that man is a senior wizard. To attract a witch and marry, a, you are now realizing she's a witch. Then you are a senior wizard. Most of the things we are doing, eh, we are wrong. Some of this here, you are a carpenter, but maybe in God's will, you should be a plumber. Somebody may be a lawyer, but in God's will, he should be a doctor. Or he should be a mason. You know? Hmm. Yeah. It's not easy to find the will of God. That is why, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed and said, Thy will be done. Some of you, I mean, the things you are doing, you see, the will of God is that. Does God want you to do this? Some of you this morning, what you, the dress you are wearing is not the will of God for you. Today is the day you should have met your husband. And you don't allow the Holy Ghost to lead you to choose a proper dress. You have chosen the wrong wig. A wig that makes a woman look like a man. So the man will pass you by. It may take another 40 years to meet the, that same. You don't know. You don't to find the will of God. People use all kinds of things to choose the school to attend. Like my father was in that school, so I should go to that school. It may not be the will of God for your life. You see a woman with long legs and that is what you are going to marry. Those long legs is going to use to step into your stomach. It's not easy. Most of us may be, do, may be out of the will of God. In one area of your life or another area of your life. That is why when you come into contact with something that is the will of God, you must embrace it. Once a while, God introduces you to something that you are sure is His will. You are sure that it is His will. It is His will that when you are in a church, you benefit from the church. It is His will. When you belong to a church that you are enjoying, it is his will that you contribute to the building of the church. That one you cannot go wrong. 
you, that is the will of God. I said, that is the will of God. His will, when you find yourself helping to build a church, like those who joined the choir last week, and the one who has come to play the keyboard, a shepherd of a basel, a home cell, someone helping, an usher, a treasurer, um, helping to arrange the chairs, and so on. Anything you find yourself doing in the church to build the church is the will of God. Once you are in the church helping, oh. it is the will of God. The will of God. It is the will of God. And wouldn't you want to be doing something for once? That is the will of God for your life. Your marriage is out of the will of God. Business is out of the will of God. Some of you should be selling iron rods and not sand. Some of you should you should rather have gone to a dressmaking school than not a hairdressing school. It's not easy. To know what God wants you to do. I'm a pastor. It's not my plan to be standing in front of you today. Okay. I'm the last person who should be standing in front of you talking to you. But there is something called the will of God. Even if it means having to go to the cross. You pray about it. You see God's face about it. Because the will of God has a long-term blessing. In the short term, it may not be powerful. They may be laughing at you on the cross, beating you and spitting on you. But in the long term, you will have a name which is above every name. I said a name which is above every name. That when they mention your name, every knee bows, sitting by the right hand of God. That is the will of God. But to get there, it's not easy. To help to fill the house of God. Luke 14, 23. Look at it. Luke 14. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. God wants his house to be full. There should be people sitting on the stage. Even football, people watch it from outside the stadium. Yes. They watch it on the screen from outside. Why can the church not have a bigger... I mean, this church, through your pastors, there's an overflow. There's, the app is full. There's a canopy outside. 
hundreds of people are there, but how about the entire car park filled with human beings on Sunday? But you will not join to fill the house of God. You are joining to fill MPP with foot soldiers. Now they won't follow DC. I'm saying that. How many of you would like to do the will of God? Something that is the will of God. Yeah, some, look, you cannot tell oh, tomorrow morning when you go to work, where you are working, eh, you'll be surprised that God doesn't want you to be there. The man you are married to, you'll be surprised that God doesn't want you to marry that person. I'm telling you. Esau married a woman. It was not the father's will that he marries that woman. Bible says he took himself a wife. Well, in the case of Isaac, the father sent someone to find a wife for him. You must know that you may be doing something that the father is not happy with. But we all, not just you, I myself, we may not know what we are doing that is wrong. How can you be a child and you go to your father and you tell the father that I've been waiting for you to die. It looks like you are not dying. So please give me the house at Hacho and give me my portion of the inheritance. I mean, how can a child do that? But as the child is doing it, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Wrong things. You are sitting in church, you are dressed nicely. We know you, we know you that you, you are a single lady. That's how what we know. Sana, you a man is in a room squeezing you somewhere last night. What the man was doing to you. If we were to take pictures to project on the screen, I mean you last night, last night. You see, and I'm saying that you finish and you come into the church. What you may not know is that you are actually fighting the will of God for your life. I agree with you. You and I, we agree. Let's agree today. It's not easy to know what is the will of God for your life. You may live for 90 years and not know what is the will of God for your life. That is why today I am joyfully announcing that Eureka! Hooray! There is at least something we can do with our lives that shows that we are in the will of God. And that one is not about being a seamstress or a hairdresser or a mechanic, but it is building the house of the Lord. Eureka! We found it. We found at least something that when we do, it's the will of God. 
It's the will of God. Anybody who receives the ministry, like that this morning, you are receiving my ministry. Be very careful. When you receive the ministry of a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, like you are, you, you are benefiting from the ministry of a prophet, you have a serious problem because you don't receive the ministry of a prophet for your marriage. The ministry of a pastor is not for your marriage or your children. The main reason why God sent a pastor, a prophet, a, a teacher into your life is in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Look at it. He gives some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. He gives some pastors, some prophets. Today there's a church down there. The, the one ministering to them is a prophet. There's another church. The one ministering to them is an evangelist. So he gave this one a pastor. As for you in this church, God has given you a pastor. A pastor. Why does God give some pastors? Why does God give some evangelists? Why does God give somebody a prophet? Why does a prophet come into your life? He gave some apostles and prophets and teachers. Verse 12, the next verse. For the perfecting of the saints for the work. To perfect you for so, so he gives some pastors to perfect the saints for the work. A pastor's primary role, a prophet's primary role in your life is not to tell you who is responsible for the loss of your job. So for a prophet's presence in your life is to, it's not to prophesy the color of your panties you were wearing before you removed it to fornicate. A pastor is in your life. The Bible says that he gave some apostles. Some pastors, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints for the work. The greatest influence a prophet must have on you is to get you to serve God. It, if you remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus, when, when, when the rich man said to Father Abraham to send Lazarus to his five brothers in Hacho, Abraham, Father Abraham told him that he cannot, he said they have got the prophets. They have got the prophets. A prophet that is it, not anointed to prophesy car numbers alone. A prophet must declare heaven and hell. 
And lead his members or his listeners towards heaven. He gave some apostles and pastors. If you are in this church, my greatest influence on your life is to get you to do something for God in the church. Even if I even if I I call you and your husband to counsel you in your marriage. It is to make your marriage a little more peaceful so that you can serve God. If I give you a prophetic word and, and, and one day you get a job through the Aquantre, it is not for you to be a big man but it is to help you to get a job and a salary so that you can do the work of the ministry. All I'm saying is that the will of God, which is, you see, the best place for you, gentlemen, please stand up. The best place for your life, the best place for you, it's not New York. It's not Chicago. And yes, Chicago. The best place for your life is not Copenhagen. Neither is the best place for your life, not Trasaco Valley. There is a place which is the best place for your life. And it is not Adrian It's not London. The best place for your life is called, it's a place called the will of God. The will of God. If you are in that will of God, you may be in Bekwai. God will prosper you more than somebody in Brazil who is not in the will of God. It is beautiful to be doing something that your father looks at and is happy. A lot of fathers, they just look on. As their children do things, sometimes they are even sad and hurt, but you will never know. It's just quiet. Just go on. Just be happy. May your life please God. And I'm saying that while you are going to work tomorrow may not be the will of God for your life. The man you are about to say yes to may not be the will of God for your life. But sometimes God just allows because he knows, he knows our weaknesses. But once a while, you get the chance to know one thing that is a sure banker, that is the will of God. When you find that one, embrace it with all your energy and all your strength and all your zeal. And that one thing I'm talking about is the joining to build the church. It can even correct some mistakes you've made that you are out of the will of God. The church can correct your marital problems, can correct your life, your children. The church, through the church, even areas where you are not in God's will, God can, you know, 
manage it for you. The next reason why you must join to build the house of God is that your harvest field, your working field, is the whole world. I would like to do a job that when I'm in England, I can do the same thing. Like the job I'm doing in Ghana, when I go, like I'm a lawyer in Ghana, I, there's one, I know of only one job. That you can practice everywhere. Most of the rest of the jobs, you can only practice it in an area. You can't be a doctor in Ghana and go to America and say you are a doctor, so you are, so you are going to go, uh, go to hospital and say they should allow you. They will arrest you. If even in America, to be a lawyer, you must be licensed in the state. You, see, you can't leave the state of New York and go to the state of Dakota to go and practice. Wherever you are, you must have the license for that state. America said they won't mean fit Bruno Bako so and go Bruno for Frost to say we are lawyer Nancy who could Juma. Baby, I will be called Biano and was so slow. Quang answer waiting me at the Juma. You can't say you are a carpenter in Ghana, so you are going to America to be a carpenter. Look, look Ghana carpenter and Los Angeles carpenter is like day and night. Won't you mean Casaway, dear Jum for Ghana? It's a walk America, what could do with Juma? Ghana, Capinta, Nini, America, Capinta, Nidia, it's a Sanopa, and Ninumre. There is a television program where people build houses in America. Build, they build houses. Ha- wood, not cement, wood. Nails, cutting. If it were that house was being built by a Ghana carpenter, you hear I mean you can dance for five minutes rhythm how many of you have heard that before the, 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 yeah. if you are in America you don't do it's just a power tool is there the nail just entered is there. So as the man is doing seven nails, you are still on one nail. And then the nail will bend. And then you straighten it and you start again. You cannot go and practice there. But see, I know of a job, eh? You can do it in Ghana. You can do it in London. You can do it in America. You can do it in China. You can do it everywhere. And that work is building the church. A soul is a soul. A soul is a soul. Why don't you for a change? want to engage in something you can do in Ghana 
and do in Togo and do in America and do in London. Why don't you want the, the harvest field is the wealth, which means that when you join to build the church, you become an international man. May you find yourself serving God in every country you go to. I mean, if I travel to a country and there's no lighthouse there and I go and join maybe some Catholic church or some Anglican church there, I'm very certain that after three weeks of being in that church, I'll start teaching. I'll find some group. I, I can't sit down. I cannot sit down. And that is why some of you, when you, some of you, when you leave Accra, you backslide. You are only a Christian in Accra. When you travel, not travel as in London, you go to Tema, Tema here, you are out of church. Because you are an ordinary church goer. And there may be other reasons even why you are in this church anyway. A lot of people, when they travel to Hohoi, to Kranza, to Nyangpala, they do not go to church. On Sunday morning, they are at home. But when you are a church builder, you'll be looking for the next church to contribute your singing gift, your teaching gift, your ushering gift. You want to join some church. Number three, and I'm Number seven, number seven, you must join to build a mega church. This church, join us, join us, join us, get involved, get involved. Because when you join to build a mega church, you join something that is counted in thousands. Yes, you need to connect your life, your little life, your compound house life, your sport car you stay in life, your BC you have not even finished passing life, your little corner life. You need to connect your little life to something that is big. The will of God for your life is Job chapter 8 and verse 7. It says, though your beginning was small, your latter end should increase. Which means that every Christian, the will of God for your life is that your end must be a big 
Big end. I was Big end. You must, you must be great. I was You must you must be known. I was You must be rich. I was You must be great. I was You must be mighty. I was You must be noticeable. That is the will of God. Even if your beginning was a small beginning. When I was a, 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 a young boy, so for even, even recently, I went to my house. The, the rooms, the room my mother has prepared for me to sleep in, it's a small room. I mean, the bed almost fills the room. I grew up in a, the house itself is a big house, but the rooms are small, small rooms. For many years of my life, I spent my vacations in a madhouse inside the bush somewhere with my grandmother. Mad. She lived, she died at 107. 107. She lived in a madhouse all her life. And I spent a lot of years with her in the bush somewhere in the region. But today, I don't live in a madhouse. Neither is the room I sleep in a small room. Your beginning may be a madhouse. Your end must be bigger than a madhouse. Some of you here since you were born there's never been one time that you have eaten and left some before it's like you eat and there's some left never what was the last time you, you ate and you walk away from meat that you have not eaten because all your life your food is small watch it to Ghana watch it to Ghana we'll lay one city we lay one city you clear everything some of you are free you even use your tongue I mean ask your neighbor ask your when was the last time you ate and you left some of the food. Everything must go. Why? Because most of you here, your, your life, even some of you milk, when your friend comes to eat with you and is pouring the milk, you can collapse and be in the hospital. So as you are watching the milk being poured, it's like your heart is beating. Because your life is a small life. Everything is small. Your room is small. Some of you will sleep in a room with five brothers. You wake up at 3 a.m. It's like they have bathed you with water. 
But God has a plan for you. That though your beginning was small, your end must be a mega end. But some of you may never see that end. Because you are used to small things. That's why God brings a mega church your way. To open up your mind. To show you possibilities. To show you that your life can also be as big as this. I mean, if this was a business, I should be a millionaire by now. If this was a business, to take a business that had a capital of 200 Ghana cities and now the business has a capital of millions of cities. I must, I must, be, a, I must, must be a millionaire. Can you imagine the way God has used me to build this big church? If I take the principles into my business, into my family life, I'm, I'm building cathedrals about 13 of them at the, at the same time. Don't you think when I start building my own house, I'll have a better idea about which mason to use, which whatever. So when you join a mega church, it opens your mind and gives you better possibilities than the small, small, small life that you are living. Many of you, you've not even counted money in thousands before. You've never even held money that is 1,000 cities before. 1,000 the day you give an offering of five Ghana cities in church, we have to cut a cake with you. <laughs> but there is something that is counted in thousands. In Acts chapter 2 verse 41, the church was in thousands. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 4, it was counted in thousands. Join it. When you join it, you also join something that is big and it and it opens your eyes and opens up your life. Suddenly you move from being an area boy and an area a local girl to an international star, a national hero. May you be a national hero. Amen. That is why we join it. We join it to, to, to experience big things. I mean, there's no pastor who has joined Lighthouse whose life should be small. So my life, before I joined this church, my life was a small life. But my life is not a small life now. Don't, be, don't make a mistake that the shirt I'm wearing is faded, so it's like I'm, I'm my, my life is... Don't, don't use the color of my shirt to judge what type of person I am. You, you don't know me. You don't know me. Don't. 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 You cannot join to build a bustle 
from two members to 20 members and not know how to build your personal life from level one to level seven. You cannot. You will be great. Your marriage will be great. Nobody who serves God should have a small life. That's why we joined to build a mega church. Not just any church. Mega church. It may start small. Join us. It will even teach you how to move your business from a tabletop business to a container shop or from a container shop business to a warehouse business. When you join a church like a church which is growing, you learn lessons that move your life forward. Rise your feet and let's close. Close your eyes, please. And lift up your hands as we close. Lift up your hands. And pray to God. Pray to God. Talk to God right now. Ask him to touch your heart. Ask him to touch your heart. To be able to serve him. Wherever you are. Don't just attend church. Don't just come and go. It's not good. Join. Do something. After church, go to the information desk at the back. Ask them, what can I do? Pray and ask the Lord to help you to contribute something to the church. Oh. 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 Father, we thank you and we bless you. so grateful. Every eye closed now. And every head bowed. If you are here today and you are not born again, Jesus is not the Lord of your life. Every hand down. Every hand down. Every eye closed, please. If you want to give your life to Christ today, just lift up your hand wherever you are. You want to speak. You want to be born again? Yes. Just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Outside, everywhere, lift your hand. You want to be born again? If your hand is up, take your Bible and your notebook, everything, and come to the front. I want to pray with you. Come. 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 God bless you. Lift your two hands. And say this prayer after me. The whole church joins. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you today. I come to you today. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you. I've gone far from you. Very far from you. Very far from you. But I'm returning. But I'm returning. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Please receive me. Please receive me. And wash me. And wash me. I am dirty. I am dirty. I've done many, many bad things. My sins have made me dirty. My sins have made me dirty. Please wash me. Please 
and cleanse me. And cleanse me. I declare. I declare. I am born again. I am born again. I'm going to be planted in the church. I'm going to be planted in the church. Help me, Lord. Help me Lord. to serve you. To serve you all the days of my life. All the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.